Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of But 30 on a Clock with Coach Phil. I wanted to touch on something that has been really getting my attention. It's really been uh, getting under my skin, and I know I'm not the only one who feels this way. So I'm being selfishly generous this episode. I'm going to talk about something that I see, but I just know I'm not alone on this one. And what it is, is this glorification or glorifying of all of these broken rules and the celebration of it by these media outlets. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to name them, not going to be disrespectful, nothing like that. But more and more, you open your phone and you see people clearly carrying the basketball and making a move. And it's like, ooh, ah, look at this, right? You see people traveling left and right. And it's like, good Lord. But you put it on social media and you see these accounts that are posting these quote unquote highlights. And it's like, look at this move. Da, da, da. It's like, he walked, right? And now, now they ventured into the sacred and, you know, don't ever cross these lines. They've, they've, they've entered this land of celebrating double dribbles. And it brings me a lot of, uh, a lot of confidence in, in our basketball community. Uh, brings me a lot of peace and tranquility and a lot of joy to see that the commenters have put their foot down. They said, listen, the travels, we understand. Um, refs have been missing travels for the, you know, since the beginning of time. The carries, you know, that has been socially accepted since the mid 90s. People are carrying the basketball, but double dribbles are an abomination. Double dribbles are, this is where we, this is where we say enough is enough. We will not tolerate this behavior. We will not support this behavior. This is nonsense. We will not celebrate doubles as long as they can see them. I say all of that because the same way referees miss travels in the same way carries a lot of times get missed. People, it's easy to miss a double if you're the referee in charge, right? So I'm not, this is not, this is not about talking about refs. People miss stuff. It's just the egregious, outrageous, blatant, in your face, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, that's when people get mad, but I digress. One of the issues that we have with this stuff is that when these people break rules and they fake the defenders out, you know what I'm saying? Like, say somebody does a hezzy, they do a shot fake hezzy, and a person jumps. It's like, oh, he, you know, he made him jump, da da da. It's like, well, he held his hand under the ball for like 1.5 seconds. Now that doesn't sound like a long time, but if you go to your backyard and and dribble and hold the ball for 1.5 seconds, that is an eternity when it comes to doing a shot fake. And it's like that's almost long enough to be considered a double because you stopped dribbling. But, you know, if you have your hand under the ball like that, the only way to hold it that long is either to carry or to have your hand over and palm the ball, which is, in fact, a double dribble. But you're faking people out because the defender recognized that you are stuck. When you put your hand under the ball to, to, to do that hezzy, they're like, oh, he's stuck because if he dribbles again, that's a clear carry. That's a clear violation. These thoughts, I'm articulating them at a certain speed, but the recognition is so fast that it's like, oh, he's stuck. I can jump for this now. And then when you put the ball back down and he says carry, it's a big argument. It's like, what's going on here? <laughs>
What is what is what is what exactly is going on here? You faked out the defender because you cheated. Now you have people who do hezzies and they actually put their hand on the ball. They realize that the defender, you know, is all over it. So then they just dribble again and leave. The ref may not have seen it. All right, cool. But it's like, why are we posting this on Instagram? Why are we posting this on on TikTok? Why are we seeing this on Twitter? Why are we celebrating clear violations of rule? I mean, are we that thirsty for highlights, right? It's crazy to me because the only reason these things worked is because the, the person on offense cheated. Bottom line, imagine if a person on defense punched a def- an offensive player in the chest. The offensive player lost the ball and then the defense the defensive player stole it and got a layup. Would we celebrate that? No. That player most likely would get ejected for violence. <laughs> right? You don't celebrate that because they cheated to get an advantage. Like we're not I'm not even talking about like supplements and all of that. That's a whole nother don't don't drag my conversation down into that rabbit hole. I'm talking about clear competition. If you cheat in the middle of the game, I'm not gonna celebrate your highlight. We understand referees miss calls. That kind of stuff happens. But to celebrate this nonsense is mind blowing. It's really mind blowing. And this frustration that I see with our uh sports media outlets that post these things on social media the issue that i see with that 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 the bigger issue that i see with that is the training you come to realize that people who fall down after they shoot actually practice how to fall down after they shoot to try to convince the referee that they got fouled when you see people who do these hezzies and they have their hand under the ball and they're carrying right they actually took time to practice that. No one is inherently born knowing how to carry, how to do a hezzy, right? You're, you're born knowing how to breathe. You are born knowing how to eat. You're born knowing how to drink. No one is born knowing how to carry a basketball. You have to practice that. That takes time. So my issue is really with the gray area training. These sidesteps, look, man, I'm all with the sidesteps. I'm all with the gathers, you know, steps and the, the step back. All of that is cool. But when you take three, four steps, right? When you take three or four of them, you had to practice that because you didn't know how to do that. You actually had to practice these things that are questionable and depending on where you play may get called. Far too often, far too often, kids in high school, players in college, try things that they see in the pros, and it doesn't work. Not because the defender is just so great, but the referees are like, we're not doing that here. When you go to the highest, highest levels, you know, international, but I wouldn't really say international. I would say more just the NBA, what we're watching you are looking at entertainment. You are looking at business. There are people who stand to make a lot of money to make sure that your favorite players have the best opportunity to perform their best. You know, we got sneaker companies making sure we got sneaker companies that are invested in your favorite players playing their best. You're looking at millions and millions and millions of dollars on display every time that ball bounces on the floor. So it's not to anybody's 
you know, it, no one's really incentivized to really call travels on the best players. And this stuff is common knowledge. It's weird because it's common knowledge. You already know this. Yet you think that the same perks and the same leniency, right? The same relaxation of the whistle will be afforded to you if you practice enough in your high school game. It's crazy to me that James Harden, right? People have been giving him flack for his double step back for years, right? They've been giving him flack for his double step back for years. And now everybody does his double step back. It has permeated its way throughout the NBA. Everyone's doing it, right? But you still don't see that in high school. If you see it in college, it might not be a double step back. It might be a 1.5 step back, a 1.25 step back, you know, a step back in a quarter, right? But that double step back is getting called at those levels because it's not business like that. You know, I don't care what NIL deal you have. It's not business like that. They don't have millions and millions. You're not getting a signature shoe line because you're the best high school player. It's not happening. So you have a bunch of people who are actually practicing. They are practicing gray area stuff. And it all depends on where you play as to whether or not you're going to get away with this stuff. If you try this stuff, and I'm just guessing, right? But the Midwest of the United States is known for its fundamental player. Their their style of play is fundamental. Um, They play the game the right way. They may or may not have the, the greatest athletes in the country, but if we're talking about skill set, the Midwest is really where you go. They rely on that heavily, right? I just don't think a Midwest referee is going to let you get that double step back. I just don't think that's going to happen, right? So is that worth spending your time practicing that? I don't think you're going to get too many calls falling down, flopping all over the place. In fact, you're going you're gonna to piss off a lot of these refs. They're going to be pretty angry watching you flop all over the place. So that way, when you actually do get fouled, they might not blow the whistle. You know what I'm saying? You constantly crying wolf. Well, when the wolf actually come, they might not be able to help you. So this gray area training, in my opinion, the way I see it is like has led to a lot of the stuff that we see these, you know, these media outlets glorify. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to use them as an example because the issue is more of what exactly are you spending your time on? You know, if you're spending your time on these great area tactics, it's like, how beneficial is that to you and your game? Is that going to help you get to where you're trying to go? We ain't even talking about, does your team benefit from that? We talking about, I didn't even get that far, but it's just like, how how much is this going to benefit you? How much is it going to help you? Or are you one of the players that's just here to look cool, that you're here to follow some of the trends? You're here because you just want to be a part of this basketball playing culture. So when you're spending time working out, you got to understand that you you feel like you have a lot of time, but the truth is that you don't and you have to value every workout. You should have fun. You should be able to smile. You should goof off. You should, you know, it should be an enjoyable, enjoyable experience. But you do need to also consider that this gray area training, the work that you put in can be taken away from you depending on where you play and who you're playing against. Like nobody can take away Damian Lillard's sidestep because it's one of the cleanest sidesteps you've ever seen in your life. That can't be taken away from him. There's nobody's gonna call a travel on that, right? But there is somebody who may call it 
on James Harden. It just depends on what city he, what city he's in. Um, it depends on where they're playing. That stuff doesn't rock an international play. If you ever watch FIBA, where the Team USA plays, it takes them like two weeks to adjust to the fact that these refs are not letting them get away with that nonsense, right? But even if you exclude him, even if you exclude him, is this going to work for you? on the level you play at with the refs that are in your neighborhood, the refs that are in your city, the refs that are in your state. Does Do these rules apply to you? And you're going to find out real quick that most of the time they do not. So whether you're with your trainer, your coach, your homies, your teammates, whatever it is you're doing, keep this in mind that if you practice these great area skills, that when you try to put them into practice, you may have mastered them perfectly and you might even be right. That's the worst part about all of this. You might even be right by the rule book. You might even be justified in everything you do. But these gray area tactics, they can be taken away from you. And when they're taken away from you, it's like, well, how much do you really bring to the table? I would much rather you lock down fundamentals. I would much rather you'll be good at all the things that you need to do, Right. I would much rather you you lock in, you know, if you're a scorer that you could score on all three levels. I would much rather you spend more time on doing those things cleanly than trying to do a double step back. Because <laughs> that double step back is only cool if you're allowed to do it. And I don't know. I'm just a fan of working on things that cannot be taken from me. So there's a lot more to unpack from that. I'm going to just stop there. Um I appreciate y'all spending this time with me. Could have been anywhere else anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Y'all be good. Stop doing a double step back. <laughs>